Uh, we're going to be talking about vision, so obviously I needed a joke about vision, okay? So you ready? Um, so um, a man goes to a friend to have a free eye test, okay? And on the first visit, he says to him, so my eyes have been really blurry recently and my, um, they're getting a bit painful. And then the friend says, don't worry. It's probably nothing. It'll get better on its own um, without examining him. Then on the second visit, he go, the man goes up to his friend and says, oh, it's getting worse. Um, I can barely make out any faces now. And then the friend says, don't worry. It's probably nothing. It will probably get better on its own. And then on the third visit, the man says, I really think something's wrong. I can barely see anymore. And then the friend says, don't worry, it's probably nothing. It will get better on its own. Then the man says, this is ridiculous. It's not getting better and there is definitely something wrong. You haven't even examined me. Didn't you say you were an optometrist? And with a smile, the man responds, no, I said I was an optimist. <laughs> Did you like that, youth? <laughs> um, okay, so today we're talking about vision, but why do we need vision? What do you think? What do you, what do you guys think? What's vision good for? Pardon? Sight, yes. Yes, that's true. That kind of vision is very important for sight. So there's another kind of vision, a vision that we like look forward to something ahead, right? So as a, a congregation, or as a people, we need vision, right? So the, when I looked it up why we need vision, because I didn't really know, it says um, a vi vision um, for the future enhances hope and it, and it gives us optimism. So that's good. So that's why we need it. We, we need to feel hopeful and optimistic about the future. So I'm gonna, this talk, I'm going to give a lot of background um, and history, and then I'm going to build up to our vision, and then I'm going to um, give us some practical steps at the end, some priorities that we need to look at. So um, we're in the autumn term, which is building up to what? Yes, yes, the best time of the year. Um, and so what better time for us to, as a church, think about our vision and, and start to kind of um, prepare and build up and build up resources so that when after Christmas and it's really dark and it's really cold and it's really boring, we can start the year with a bang in our church. This is our vision. This is what we're going to do in the year 2023, right? Okay, so that's why we're looking at it today. So um, how do we get vision? How did, as a church, how did we get vision here in this church? Well, actually, you, you might be new, um, so some of this might be new to you guys, or you might be, have been involved in it. This vision has been building up over the years, over lots of prayer, lots of chat, um, lots of time of getting together and thinking about who are we, St. Mary's, um, and how big are we, and who, well, who are we meant to be serving around us? What is our kind of, our purpose here? Um, I was looking up that um, there's this business that I know of and, and this guy he helps people individuals find their vision in life okay so he does three things and actually it's quite good for us individually to to do this on our own um, so first he gets people to look at their past okay then he gets them to think about their values as a person and then he asks them to then create a call of action a vision so what we're going to do today is we're going to do those three things. We're going to look at our past, we're going to think about our values, and then we're going to look at our, the vision that we have 
and then some practical steps. Okay? You're all in? Yes. <laughs> wow, that was so feeble. Come on, guys. Um, are we all in? Yes. Okay. So, what is our past story? Now, I didn't know some of this, so I had to look it up, um, and I'm quite new to the church, um, but maybe some of you guys might not know this, but did you know that the original area, so this area of Molsey, um, east and west, this whole area, bef- there was no church, okay? And then there were some monks in Chertsey, in the abbey in Chertsey, and they owned this part of the land, and they were like, when they owned a bit of land, they were like, we must bring the cross, which I think is really fun and cool. And so they brought the cross and they planted the church here. There's planted like a building here. And this was the first church on this ground. That's what they believe. So I love that. This was originally a plant, <laughs> which was really cool. So that happened back, and that was recorded in the Doomsday Book. Put your hand up if you know the date of the Doomsday Book. Ten... Kate says at the back, 1086. Something like that. Brilliant. Well done, Kate. <laughs> um, um, so that was ages ago. Okay. And then we're going to whiz like, forward quite a few hundred years. And I'm sure that the church went up and down. We're not going to go into that. You know, I'm sure that they, they I think, well, I know that they had multiple buildings. I think it burnt down twice. Um, lots of different priests and vicars came along. Um, people came, people left. Um, and then. Um, about 10 years ago, the church, put your hand up here, if you were part of the church before about 10 years ago, nine and a half years ago. Oh, wow, there's quite a lot of us. Brilliant. So this is before. Were you, Joe? I don't think you were. Before, when it was in a, de- in a, in a decline. <laughs> like, so yes, there was a few people here when, um, and the church was kind of getting smaller. Is that correct? And there were some faithful people I can see. I can see a lot of you guys have told me about those stories where you were praying that God would move and bring revival here, right? And there wasn't many children. And, um, and so then you went to the bishop and the bishop gave you guys a bishop's mission order, which was, I don't really know what it means, but it means that they kind of like support you and they bring in and they give you kind of resources to start again. Is that right? Okay, and then after that, we had... Um, a group of people from Claygate, that was you, Joe. <laughs> Come on, get your history right. And then um, some people from St. John's Hampton Wick. And there was a group of Christians sort of all gathered together, led by, um, in the Church of England, they call him like the right reverend, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to call him, um, I'm going to call him, what did I call him this morning? Uh, Ravishing, oh yeah, Ravishing Richard Lloyd and, and Vicky Lloyd, right? So that's much better. I think he'd like that. Ravishing Richard and Vicky. So they came and they led a team of people to come and plant in this church. And it must have been the most amazing, exciting time. Things changed. Do you think, was it amazing, Jen? Yeah, yeah, it was everything that you'd been praying for. Just people coming with life and energy. Children, yes. It must have been so exciting. It, yeah, it was the beginning of, of something new. Um, and in that time, um, lots of children started growing. Um, actually, the church became one of the largest amounts of children in the diocese, which is such an incredible thing. They um, believed in evangelism, so they ran lots of alpha courses. They, offered, they opened a soft play cafe. I mean, come on, that's so cool. They put a soft play in a church. 
Jesus would have loved, definitely loved that. They employed children workers, missionaries, they reached out to the hurting, they, um, the lost and the hungry. Their heart was for people to know and love Jesus. They ran spirit-led home groups, invited Jackie Pullinger to come multiple times to lead us in worship. Um, and they even planted, so a plant of a plant, then planted into the then dying St. Peter's in West Molsey. Um, so it was busy, 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 kingdom building stuff, really exciting stuff. And then what happened? COVID. COVID happened <laughs> and things stopped. But church continued online. Um, led by Rich and Vicky with some really funny moments um, in their kitchen. Hilarious. Um, and uh, it's, all, it's all on the internet for everyone to see forever. <laughs> um, and, um, but sadly, but rightly for them, they decided that the time had come for them to move on. And so everyone was really sad about that. But then the gorgeous Nate... <laughs> And I um, took the baton and to lead the church out of COVID and then into this new season. So that was a, a, a strange but exciting time, hard at times, but um, we were fully supported by everyone here. And um, looking back, I just think it's really good to remember um, how profoundly loved and supported we have been by you guys and how we've just felt so included into this family. And it's just, it's such a beautiful family to be part of. So we're so happy to be here. Um, after COVID, we had quite um, a long time, like most of the churches in the world, we did sermon series about Nehemiah building up walls and all that. And, I, and it's incredible. And we have rebuilt. We've rebuilt what um, we lost. Things have changed. Um, we, you know, we look, we look similar, but different. Um, and it's a season of, of reflecting on that sort of stuff. Um, so some people have moved away, um, for their own reasons and some new people have joined quite a lot of new people have joined in this time, which is so great. Um, you guys might be some of those people. Then we've, you know, got back together with meeting on Sundays and like, worshipping live again which is so great we've celebrated adult baptisms in that time we've um, done lots of community outreach that's all started again in the week we have the cafe is busy I think busier than before very busy now Mon uh, Wednesday to Thursday Friday like super busy um, so we've been rebuilding and regathering busy 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 kingdom chasing stuff and what's the difference? What's the difference how it was before and, and now? Well, we have new leaders, we have new staff, we have new members, um, we have new opportunities, and we have some new problems. Um, one of the things to point out is that we had three families that um, moved away during COVID for, for, for different reasons, and they, they made up a massive percentage of, of our giving. So actually, we have some big differences in our budget. So that is our history, and it's our now. And we're, then we're going to now talk about our values. So how this guy then said, let's talk about our values. So we asked some members who had been at St. Mary's for um, quite a number of years to tell us what they felt our values were. And they said, at St. Mary's, we love Jesus, and we want to serve him in the Great Commission. We are welcoming, relaxed, and real. We are all broken and love the broken. 
We are an all-in type of church. We are a loving family. We gather to encounter God through his Holy Spirit. We gather to make connections with each other. We love Alpha. We want our church to retake its place at the center of this community. And it is an open and honest place to be real and vulnerable, accepting of all. We celebrate diversity and inclusion and want this to grow. We love justice, we love our world, and we feel a responsibility to play our part. So those are just some of the values that um, members have have told us um, that they feel is core to our church. And our dream is that actually, if we live this way, if we lived all those values um, in our lives, in our community, and our area, it will be transformed. Because actually we believe that church is not just a building or like activities that happen during the week, it's actually people. So if we can work out those values in our lives throughout the week and then come together on the weekend to celebrate God, then God will transform this society and this area. And we can be praying our prayer, like the, the same as what Jesus prayed, that God's will will be done in this area as it is in heaven. But it's really helpful to remind ourselves of those values. So kind of we have to be chanting them in our heads, like what are our values? Who are we? What are we about? Um, in order to, to, to see our vision. Um, so now on to vision. And this is a vision that has been thought of over the years and sort of tweaked and changed and prayed about. And it's, it's, it's a beautifully simple vision. So I'll read it. It says, love Jesus, love each other, and serve the world. I think it's really good. It's simple, it's clear, it's exciting. Um, but, and also just to say, all the ministries are sort of run through this vision. You sort of, each one needs to be kind of coming underneath that umbrella of the vision. But have we reached the vision? What do you think? Have we reached it? Mm-mm. No, not yet. Um, and that's a, a good thing to think about. So it's good for us to, as a church, be challenged. Like, what are we doing? Um, are there things that we need to stop to achieve this vision? Um, because actually we know, we've, we learn from the Bible that God cultivates us, cultivates our lives. Um, we have to give up things in order to start new things sometimes, or there might be life growing, but we need to, to, um, you know, to stop things um, so that growth can happen more in healthy areas. And we also, we're a spirit-driven, filled church. So there can't, it can't just be all neat and tidy. You know, we believe in the power and the craziness of the Holy Spirit. And we want our church to be cultivated but wild. I love that kind of vision. I heard somebody talking about our churches need to be cultivated but wild. And um, so we need to have space open to, to listening to the Spirit and, and do things what we, what we think God is saying. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. So this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to commit our ways, um, commit our church to God. So this is our church. This is our, our values. And I might say, I must say, this is something that I get tempted to do. But um, 
it's, um, it's, our vision is going to look different to the churches around us. It is going to feel um, tempting to look sideways or to look back or to look at other churches and compare ourselves. But we mustn't because this is our church. We have different strengths and different weaknesses. Um, but actually, the main thing is if we can focus on Jesus. What is Jesus telling us to do in St. Mary's? Um, I had, very strangely, two people this week tell, give me words. And I was, they didn't know that I was preaching this week. Um, one of them was um, a meeting that we had on Zoom with HDB. And she just sort of looked at us and had been praying for us and then texted me afterwards. So she doesn't actually know anything about our church. Um, and then the other person is someone more local. So one of them is more of a challenge. So I read these things, they're words, and so we need to pray about them and um, ask God to, you know, get rid of them if they're not of him. So the first one is more of the challenge. Um, she said that um, she really feels like sometimes St. Mary's over the years has had a, pover a poverty mindset that it's been a place of giving from a place of burden, obligation, duty. But actually, we need to be walking against that spirit and be giving and doing things in a spirit of abundance, overflowing joy of what God has given to us already, that we are loved and we are cherished and we have everything, um, that we are not orphans but heirs with resources in heaven at our disposal. But that was one word. And so let's pray about that and let's, Let's think about that as we go forward to this next season. But then the other word from the lady that has no idea what, who our church is about. She said, I was praying and I saw a jug of dried lavender I have in my room, and that I saw in my room. And I felt the Lord remind me of all the different uses of lavender. I feel like your church will be a place of healing for lots of people, like lavender has healing properties. That there is already lavender here some might just look a bit dry at the moment, but there is still beauty. I saw the Lord plant whole new fields of lavender in front of your church, and the aroma filled the air of the local houses and estate, and people were drawn in. So those two, two words, you know, we lift up to God and we ask God, would, would speak more into those and, and, and try and help us to determine what he's trying to say to us in that. So we've reminded ourselves of our history and we've looked at our values and we've reminded ourselves of the vision that we already had. So now I'm gonna go on to things that we can do as a community to kind of move forward, some, some priorities that, um, um, that we can actually be part of. And these are all things that every single one of us can play a part of. So it's, it's, it's good because as a body, we're gonna move this forward. So there's three things. To be in home groups, to support our community work, and to serve. So, being in a home group. Put your hand up if you've ever been part of a home group in your life. Okay, lots and lots of us. So we all know that these places, these kind of regular places where we can meet with um, friends and we can journey with them, is a place that we will be transformed into the likeness of Jesus. So becoming more like Jesus Home groups is a fantastic way 
to do that because you you know you think and you pray and you learn about money sex power and you it's a place to kind of get your your character chiseled but it's also a fun time where you can meet with friends and you you grow close with them and you eat with them and you laugh with them transforming um all of us into the person that jesus wants us to be so i'm going to say imagine after each one so imagine right now if every single member of this church was in a regular home group. Imagine that right now. Sharing, growing, having fun and sharing life, becoming more like Jesus in the process. Imagine that. Then the next thing that we can play a part on, um, I love practical things. So the next one is this supporting. So supporting our community work. Um, and this can be done in multiple ways. So I don't know if you've um, like seen all the different things that are happening. And I, I basically live in this church, and I didn't even know all of the things that were happening because there's things that happen on Zoom. There's, um, you know, there's things that happen in the evening. Um, there's so many things. Somebody counted up recently that it's 35 different activities that the church is doing. Um, and so one of my kind of sort of challenges for you is to go and look at the website and look at all the list of things that are happening. They might not even all be on there, but um, ask Nate, ask Kate, ask different people, what, what happens in this church? Um, and then once you sort of have, you can visualize them all, pray for them, pray that the power of the Holy Spirit would come over every single one of those ministries and that Jesus would work his, his do his thing, work his stuff in those places. Um, and then, you know, um, ask him if, if you're called to any of that, if you're called to do, to help in any of those things. So, I'm, so imagine, imagine now. Imagine if the whole community, the whole family here, every single one of us knew what us as a family was doing and would come behind it praying by the Holy Spirit that God would advance his kingdom. And that we would imagine people being saved in Jesus' name, that they were healed in Jesus' name, and that the culture was shifting around us. Imagine that. Then the third one, by serving. So we are all part of this family, just like a home. You know, you've got, in a, in a home, you've got different members of the household. And I'm often saying to Leah and Ava, oh, can you guys do the dishwasher? And they're like, yes, mummy, of course. <laughs> and, you know, everyone in our family, as they get, grow older, they all play their part in the running of the household. And that's what it's like in church as well. We are all part of this church and we can all play our bit. So... You know, the next, the third one is to just ask God, what is it that you feel called to do? How would you like to be involved in this kind of house running activity that we have here to spread his love around us? Because actually this is hugely influential to the people around, people that don't come to church. When they look at church and they see a big body of members of Christians that are all serving in love and joy and they love it, they love it, you know, that is such an amazing witness to people. So again, imagine it, if everyone, every single member of this church was serving in the way that God calls them in this church, all working together in it to advance his kingdom.
imagine. And actually, this we're gonna we're gonna um, talk more about this in a couple of weeks because we have something called Team Sunday, and we're gonna get lots of different people up, sort of saying their ministries and 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 explaining how you can get involved. So you don't need to, you know, you can just be praying about it in the background and wait until this this Sunday comes up. Um, back onto the home group quickly um, thing. The practical thing I want to, you to take home with today is on your seats around your area. There's little very cool designed by Sai um, cards that you can take away with you and just tick wh- where you can be part of the home, a home group, which, which works for you better, because we would love it if everyone was part of that. So please take time and actually try and do it in a minute. You know how we always have coffee afterwards and we just hang out for a bit? Try and do it then and then leave it in church. We don't want it to be lost in your car or wherever you lose things. Awesome. Okay? We up for that? Yeah? Yes. Come on. Um, so I'm going to be wrapping up now but um, all of this our vision, all the work that has to be done does this excite you or does it scare you? Which one? Scare, does it? Does it? Anyone excite? Yeah, go on Amy <laughs> Okay, it's for me both it's exciting and scary but actually who do we serve? Who do we serve? Jesus. And actually anything, anything that we do, if we have Jesus in the forefront, anything is possible with Jesus. We know that. We know that deep down, but actually we need to live that. So Jesus could change this area in Jesus' name. He actually could revitalize and evangelize the whole of this area. We've got to believe that and we've got to come into that vision with him. Because that is his ultimate desire, is that he loves people. He wants his children to come home to him. Is that right? Amen? Amen. He does, right? Okay. So, with Jesus, everything is possible. This is our church. This is our house. We are all loved and all valued, and we can all play our part. We are family. I'm going to just read out that verse again. So, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. We want this family to be close and our house to be the best it can be, okay? So, and to remind this, everything happens because of you guys. Everything happens because of the prayer of you guys and everything happens because of the giving from you guys. So can you please be praying? Pray about how you can be praying more. Pray about how you can be giving more financially and pray about how you can be serving more. So this is our God. This is our home. Together, St. Mary's, let's love Jesus, love each other, and serve the world.